The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The discovery of bones in a trailer home lead to some unanswered questions. A drinking game gets out of control when it involves a power drill. And then we cover one of the most disturbing topics that we've ever talked about on this show. John Sharp and his spear gun, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. Saying that, hold on a second, I'm going to pop some ibuprofen. And some Sudafed while I'm at it. One more second. And I'm going to wash it down with a delicious cup of Diet Cranberry Sprite. You know, it's funny, I am actually do drink that, and as I was listening back to the last episode we did about Monkeys Don't Exist, I thought, you know what, they're going to sue me because I was equating Diet's Cranberry Sprite with Hans, the lunatic. Okay, so ibuprofen, a little bit of Sudafed. Ah, oh, I dropped the Sudafed, the smallest of all my pills. Oh, there it is. Ah! There it is. Why do they make pills round? They're like, let's design something that people need to stay healthy, and let's make it in the most rollable form. So if they drop it, it rolls and clicks all the dust underneath their chair. I guess I really should just dust under my chair. Who dusts? Who? Okay, who dusts under their chair? But I've never dusted in my life. I think dusting is the dumbest of all cleaning activities. I've never dusted anything. Maybe for dramatic effect, I ran my finger over a dust line, but that's it. I don't ever dust. So... Before we get started, it was funny, I was looking at this, so like I said, I've been working a lot, that's why the episodes are a bit shorter, this one might be around, actually they've all been around normal length, but oh, and I do have to say this real quick, last night's episode, Monkeys Don't Exist, took forever to record, the Monkeys Don't Exist story, I actually did three takes, the first one I was just kind of like, and then the monkey guy, he doesn't believe it, and these videos are fake, isn't that wacky? Oh my god, look at all of this stuff that this guy doesn't believe in. And I'm recording it, and I felt myself zoning out thinking, oh my god, this might be the worst episode I've ever recorded. That's not true, I actually know the worst episode I ever recorded. There was an episode a long time ago, I almost quit. I hated it so much. I'll talk about that some other time, but I hated that episode. But anyways, I started to zone out, and then as I cut, and I started it completely from scratch... And I was going on again, like each take was maybe 15 minutes. And I'm like, I could care less about this topic. Like I felt the topic was super interesting, but my delivery was so bad. And I was honestly thinking this might be the end of Dead Rabbit Radio. Like if I, maybe I'm just working the three jobs. Maybe I'm just too tired, mentally tired to do this type of show anymore. And I sat there, I stopped recording for a long period of time. I just sat there silently in front of the mic and I thought, I'm going to come up with a, a narrative to it. where, And then that's when I invented the idea of Hans in your bedroom. And it turns out to be one of my favorite episodes. But yeah, after I got done recording it, I was laughing really loud when I was editing it. You Laughing at your own stuff's pretty indulgent. But yeah, I was like, okay, so I think I'm going to use that narrative device. I'm going to use it sparingly. But there are, there are other conspiracies that I've had on the dock. 
that were just lists of lunatic facts. And I was like, it would be lame if I just read these facts off. I, did, I couldn't figure out a way to deliver it. So I just kind of, like, Bam Magara's Afterlife is one of them that I've had research for a long time, but I'm like, there's no, it was just, it will just be me listing stuff off. But I've created this narrative device, and I think that'll pop up, especially with that one, because it works. But where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, three jobs. So I was mentally tired yesterday, but part of, part of one of my jobs is I kind of have to be up on my first aid. I kind of have to know how to like field dress wounds and stuff like that. The jobs are, they're, they're mundane working class jobs. I'm not like a special agent or anything like that. But so I've been reading up on first aid. Now I have a, I have an app on my phone. That's like the offline survival guide, which makes sense because if you're trapped in the wilderness, you're not going to, you're like, Oh, I wish I knew how to make a tourniquet. If only I had three bars, like you want to have it just stored on your phone. And I found a neat little tip. It's only half a tip though. If you have a large blister, you're not supposed to pop it because then you have to treat it as like an open wound. And again, they're assuming you're out in the middle of nowhere. If you're like at home, well, you still probably shouldn't pop it, but especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere. So they said if you had a, lo- a large blister, this is so gross. If you have a large blister and you don't want to pop it, but you want to make it smaller, what you do is you take a needle, a sterilized needle, and sterilized thread, which I don't know how you sterilize thread. You can't really boil it because then it just gets all bleh. But anyways, you take a needle and a sterilized thread. And you stick the needle through the blister. It's it's big enough to put a needle through. It's not just a tiny blister. You put the needle through the blister and you pull the string all the way through. And then you take the needle off. So you just have this string hanging out of your blister. And the string, so gross, the string soaks up all of your blister juice. So your blister gets smaller because it's going, like, the thread's absorbing it. Now, that was the end of the tip. And I thought, when do you pull the string out? Like, do you just leave it in there forever? The rest of your life, do you just have a string hanging out of your blister? Like, at what point? Eventually, you're going to have to pull it out. Eventually, it will then become an open wound. And think about it. Yeah, I know having blisters suck. But you know what is secondary to that? Walking with something in your shoe. Like, if you're walking down the street and you have a rock in your shoe, it's very annoying. With this tip, not only do you feel like a string in your shoe, but it keeps getting bigger and gooey. Like, your shoes will... I guess you don't have them in both feet, but... I mean, you have a string, and then eventually becomes yarn, because it's so full of pus. I guess pus is in a blister, right? Some sort of goo. Some sort of human-made liquid. I would I would totally throw those strings at people, too, just to let you... I'd go to, like, a... Like, a, a Michael's, and I would pull it out and hide it in the yarn section, and old women are like, Ooh, I've never seen this exotic yarn. Old women are like, it smells like taquitos. Mmm. This is, must be from Mexico. Uh, my, I had a sister who used to work for a podiatrist. She said sometimes people took their shoes off and they smelled like microwaved taquitos because they were so diseased. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on with the episode. I hope none of you were eating taquitos just now. I know it's very popular to listen to Dead Rabbit and eat a taquito, but... The first story comes out of our batch of new news. Um, just a quick overview if you're just into the show. New news are articles from 2004 that I saved in a folder called New News and forgot about until I found them on a computer I was junking. Let's go ahead and look at the first one, though. First one, New News. So this story, of course, takes place in the year 2004. And in my notes, I just wrote Alabama. 
maybe? So I don't, I couldn't really figure out what state it was from. Because the story was so old, it was hard enough for me to even track down the a current article. Because when you have, I was downloading web pages. These weren't bookmarks. So it wasn't like I could go back to CBS News. And even if I could, for the most part, that page would probably be purged. Because some of them would say this page isn't available, blah, blah, blah. But I did find this one. I was happy enough to find the article. This is weird. So there's this a 10-year-old girl named Stephanie Ogden. And she has this imaginary friend. And her imaginary friend is a black girl in a white dress. Never got a name that we know. At least maybe she just called her. I don't know. What's a good name for a go? I'm not going to get detracted. I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to get sidetracked. Okay, so she's hanging out with this ghost girl. This black girl with a white dress. They were hanging out for the past five years. So Stephanie met this girl. It's weird she doesn't have a name, though. Am I wrong? They don't even say it in the article. The She was hanging out with this imaginary friend for five years. You know, they're hanging out. That's a long time, too. They're hanging out. They're, she said, the mom said whenever Stephanie wanted a soda, she would have to get two sodas, one for her and one for her imaginary friend. I don't know. Check the diabetes on that girl. She's probably lying. But anyways, the parents were like, you don't know, kids have imaginary friends. It's not a big deal. But what happened in, in in today, in the year 2004, what happened was they were doing some renovation on their trailer home. They're, and so they were pulling up their floorboards and they find a pelvis, pelvis bone, not an actual pelvis. They find a pelvis bone and a leg bone. And they're like, oh my God, like what's going on here? And then they continue to well i'm sure they called the cops then but as they were continuing to do renovation they find another bone and what's weird is that the bones when the police investigated it they said it looked like a rat had been carrying them around underneath the trailer home like it was part of the trailer home itself it wasn't like they lifted up the floor and they saw a bone in the dirt it was underneath the installation the insulation you know the pink fuzzy stuff and so the cops are like, it's weird because we see that like a rat had been moving him around playing him like a xylophone. <laughs> but the cops said it's also weird, other than the rat moving them, is that people are up late at night. They're all, where's that xylophone music coming from? The the cops are like, I'm mocking this girl's death. The cops are like, we can also tell that there's some sort of, like there was dirt on them. So at some point they believe that these bones were buried and then brought, or at least sitting outside for a good amount of time, and then brought into the home. And they go, well, the rat could have brought him into the home, which is weird, because rats don't eat bones. Or somebody could have left it at, left the person outside to decay, and then put it, put him in the home. Or they could have buried the body and then dug it up, threw it underneath the floorboards, which doesn't make much sense. And the cops were like, here's the thing. This trailer home has had multiple owners, and it's been across multiple states. And these are obviously human bones. But we don't know, we'll never be able to track them down. Like, this could have been anyone who ever owned this trailer home. It could have been in any of these states. It could have been unrelated to the trailer home, and a rat was like, oh, dude, these are awesome, and he brought them into his house. Actually, here's a question. Where's that rat? Where? That rat must still be in that trailer home. What rat is big enough to carry a pelvis bone? But, so, the article was making it out to be they didn't interview the rat. The article is saying that maybe the imaginary friend was the ghost of the little girl who previously had those bones. Now, that's a creepy, like, story, obviously. You have these bones underneath your floor. 
and your daughter keeps having this imaginary friend who's humanoid. It's not like Puff the Magic Dragon walking around the backyard drinking the second soda, Diet Cranberry Sprite. But he, it's creepy enough to have bones under your floor, but then to think like this ghost girl was kind of like talking to your daughter for the past five years. And also, why wasn't the daughter like, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, my imaginary friend, she's really cool. We go to school together, we play forts, and her pelvis is under the floor. But yeah, so I mean, it could be connected. It could not be connected. We have to, it, you know. I, you know what? Actually, it's fourteen years later. Stephanie Ogden is now twenty-four years old. I'm gonna see if I can try to track her down and find out more about this, dude. I didn't even think about that. We have basically a time machine in our possession. The time machine being an, an old folder of links. This girl's old enough now. So, Stephanie Ogden of Alabama, maybe, get a hold of us. Get a hold of us if you're one of my 1,100 subscribers on YouTube. Wouldn't that be crazy? But let's see if we can find her and ask her if she still has this imaginary friend or what happened to the rat. These are all questions I need to know. No, I'm curious. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can dig up. And we'll go on to the next story. Next, new news. So, I'm sure that's already gotten old for you. This one is a story of levels. So it's the year, you can guess, it's 2004. We're in Perth, Australia. We're in Perth, Australia. There is an unnamed man and an unnamed party of people. Now, generally unnamed, you you have to take the article with a grain of salt. But he's saying he wants to remain unnamed because it's super embarrassing. But again, you have to take it with a grain of salt. This 20-year-old man is hanging out with his buddies. It's 2004. Chumbawamba's blasting on your radio. That actually, I'm sure even then, I think that song came out in 99. They're like, why are you playing this old song? Um, 50 Cent is killing it with fill-in-the-blank top song. They're like, man, it's going to suck that there's not going to be any more Star Wars movies ever. I bet you they could tell the best stories if they just made more Star Wars films. These guys... Had it all. They had the future ahead of them. And our un- why is this guy unnamed too? I can't do stories with unnamed people. This guy's name is this guy's name is uh, Lightbulb. So no, 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 no. This guy's name we'll call him. We'll call him Surge. That's kind of a cool name. We'll pretend he just got twenty-one years old. Just got he's on break from American Gladiators. So Surge here. So Surge, made-up name, don't sue me, real Surge from American Gladiators, if you've ever competed in that show. Surge here is hanging out with his other 21-year-old friends. It was one. It was a 21st birthday party for somebody else, not Surge. And Surge is there with Nitro and Tank <laughs> and uh, Flame On, and they're like, let's all have this drinking game. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. So one guy pulls out a drinking helmet with a jug on it. And they're like, yeah, dude, we'll just pour liquor in here and it'll drink it in a hose. And someone's like, no, that's kind of lame. That's not how that's not how a gladiator rolls. So let's take this this pretty benign jug with the hose coming out into your mouth, which isn't that, but it sounds more like a saw trap. So let's take this jug and let's let's kick it up a notch. Let's kick it up a notch. So they attached a pump to the reservoir where the liquor's going to go in. At this point, all the gladiators are getting a little curious, maybe a little apprehensive, maybe a little apprehensive, and some guy goes, oh, that's that's a cool pump, but we need something to power it, and they're like, what do we get, like, 
double A's, triple A's. Dude breaks out a power drill and says, we're going to attach this power drill to the pump and turn it on, and it's going to push all the liquor straight into your stomach. With that absolutely insane and dangerous idea, cheers rose up through the group. Yeah! They started doing it. Put a hose in your mouth, fill the little reservoir. It wasn't a reservoir, it was a bucket, basically, with beer. And then they turn on the power drill, and the liquor would just be pumped right into your stomach. First guy does it, totally fine. Second guy does it, totally fine. Six people do it all in all, no problem. So Serge steps up, and he's like, yeah, I can do this. Puts the hose in his mouth. Turn, someone turns the power drill on. Now, Serge, Serge's quote later, much, much later, said, and I'm paraphrasing the first part, but he was saying that he knew something was wrong when he started to throw up, quote, red stuff, unquote. Serge, that's known as blood. It's not generally called red stuff. And that's exactly what happened. He began vomiting up blood and alcohol and basically fell down. His friends rushed him to the hospital in their gladiator mobile. It's, they're in those big balls that they all have to run in. They're like, hurry up, get him. His body's like flipping. <laughs> Anyways, they get him to the hospital. They get him to Thunderdome Med. Take him in there. What happened was the force of the liquor going into his stomach was so intense It ripped a 10 centimeter, I don't know what that is in in real measurement, but a 10 centimeter rip in his stomach. So all the beer and all the cheap food and all the weight gaining supplements and the creatine powder, all of that pushed into his body. And the doctors are basically like, this dude's toast. There's no way this guy's going to make it, but you know, we get paid by the hour. So they opened him up. I don't know if they get paid by the hour, but they opened them up and they were able to kind of vacuum everything out. They had to give him a ton of antibiotics. And I think it was like a week or two, but he was in a coma, touch and go and all that stuff. Imagine all, um, okay, just imagine getting a rip in your stomach's bad enough. But then to imagine like the taquitos you just ate or those 20 chicken nuggets and all that stuff just hitting your liver. They're just like bumping around in you. The stomach acid would burn. That'd probably be the only thing you would feel. But I think you would also just, like I said, you have a pebble in your shoe. That's irritating. Imagine having 20 chicken nuggets just hanging out in your body. They're out of your stomach. They're just chilling. You have these little lump shaped. You have like a little boot shaped um, lump pushing against your stomach. I probably, he probably didn't care what his stomach looked like. He was dying, but. The moral of the story, obviously, is is don't indulge in stupid drinking games. But I think the bigger moral of the story is, why doesn't everyone just use English measurement? What is it called? Imperial? Why do people still use stuff like centimeters and kilometers? I don't get that. These articles from other countries are irritating. Just use inches, bro. It makes you seem taller, kind of. I mean, if somebody says, I'm 300 centimeters tall... You sound, no matter how many things, no matter how big the number is before centimeter, you sound tiny. You sound absolutely tiny. Just say inches or feet. Something. Guys, get on board. Just get on board for the sake of this podcast and the sake of the fact that I could use Google and easily... You know what? Here, let's find out how big 10 10 centimeters is because I do have the internet in front of me. It better be impressive, though, because I'm going to be upset otherwise. Where's my phone? Oh, I have a like on Tinder. Okay, let's see here. This better be impressive or I'm going to be mad. 10 centimeters in inches. It's 3 inches. That That's a sizable gap. I want to see how tall I am in centimeters. 
I'm five. I mean six. No, I'm joking. I'm five foot eleven point five in centimeters. Let's see. That's 181 centimeters. That makes me sound like a tiny person. If someone ever asked how tall you are and I said, oh, I'm 181 centimeters. What? Makes me sound Lily Pushin. Lily, 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 um, Lily. Yeah, it's a little Lily Pushin. Pushin, the little people from Gulliver's Travels. Did you know he went to other places in those books? Like he went to the tiny place and then he went to a place where he was tiny. And then he went to a place full of like hot air balloons or something. I don't remember what the third or fourth place was, but nobody does. Everyone just remembers that he was a giant and there's tiny people running around. And I barely remember that he was tiny. But anyways, he would have... Tell me 181 centimeters doesn't sound tiny. Tell me that. Um, do I have time to do the spear gun story? <laughs> Considering my rants on centimeters? I don't think I do. I don't think I do. You know, here, okay, I'm going to be completely honest with the spear gun story. The spear gun story, I actually have a full episode, a 20-minute episode recorded of the spear gun story. And it is so creepy and disturbing that I recorded it a couple days ago and was like, I'm not going to release this. I, you, you, the sound of my voice t- towards the end, I'm just like... And I had that was an episode that I enjoyed recording from a technical standpoint and from a storytelling standpoint. But it's so grisly. And early in the podcast, we did more... We did some darker stuff. And as the podcast has evolved, I've kind of moved away from that. The Spear Gun story is far darker than anything we've covered before i think so i know there's going to be people who are like oh that, i t- listened to that episode while i was eating cheerios it was no big deal i did yeah that's fine but for me it was disturbing and just the sheer inhumanity of it so you know now that i've pumped it up i think what i'll do and it will actually it is a recorded episode and i am running out of time this week so i'm going to just use this as a teaser for that story, and I will release that one tomorrow, because I thought, I was like, I'm just going to do a quick overview of it, but I'm just going to, I'll release the episode that I recorded, I'll edit it up, Um, and to be honest, that helps, because like I said, I'm short on time this week, to have recorded a full episode to not release was making it difficult, but I'm going to have to go in and put an ending in it or something, some, the the episode just ends, I was just like, I'm done. But it is a very interesting story. It's, and, but I'll warn you now, if you're not into... It's not super gory. It's just so inhumane. Um, if you're not into that, just skip it. Just skip the next episode. Because the whole episode is just going to be that 20-minute story. So, I know I said it in the beginning, but I'm going to leave it in there as a... Te- oh, I don't even want to call it a teaser because the episode's such a downer. I thought about re-recording it with a big smile on my face. Just so the tone was lifted a bit. But um, we're going to go ahead. So actually, that works out for me because that means I don't have to record an episode tomorrow. But see, now I feel bad because basically I've spent the last five minutes talking about this. Let me give you another interesting new news story. How's that? I don't want you to feel like you just had to listen to how the sausage was made for five minutes and it was kind of out. So let's give you another new news story here. Let's go out on a good note. Let's go out on a happy note. So. What do we got? What do we got? This was something I was going to talk about later, but I think we'll find a good one for you here. Um, here's one. This is a funny one. The year 2004. 
We're in the country of Bahrain, which if my geography tells me right, it is uh, <laughs> the Middle East. The, sorry, I don't know why I spaced out on that. It's the Middle East, okay? Predominantly Muslim country. Now, everyone's chilling in the mosque, and they're getting ready for their sermon. And everyone's just kind of hanging out, doing their thing. And this dude walks up, big old beard, kind of moving towards the podium like they're going to deliver a sermon. And the cleric who's in charge of the church, or the mosque, I guess is the technical term, but the cleric who is in charge of the mosque notices this stranger he's never seen before start to walk up to the stand to deliver a sermon. And the cleric goes, hey, hey, are you here to, to do a sermon? And the cleric's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to do a sermon. I'm here to speak to these these fellow Muslim people here in this mosque. And the cleric, he he said in a he said in his quote, his voice was strangely soft and his beard slipped as he spoke. So imagine this big dude comes walking up and you've never seen him before and you're like, hey man, what's up? And they're like Oh, nothing. And then as, every time they move, their fake beard is moving farther and farther down her his face. Actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, this story isn't funny. It's kind of horrific. But in a different way. What happened was, so the cleric realizes that this is a woman with a beard on. And she wanted to give a speech because her brother got arrested or was being prosecuted or persecuted, one of the two for something that he may or may not have done. And she went, She was going to deliver this impassioned... This story's horrible. This isn't funny, Jason. This woman was going to deliver this impassioned speech on behalf of her brother. But once the cleric realized that it was a woman, he's like, no, get out, get out. you, Because they have to, in, in strict Muslim countries, the women and the men are separated. Well, And that, she wasn't wearing a burqa or anything like that. That would have been a bad disguise. She has a full burqa and a beard. And anyways, a bunch of guys showed up and they overpowered her. Sorry, I thought this story was going to be funnier. The image of a woman in a beard, try it, it came off as something from like Kids Next Door or like someone wearing a really bad disguise, like a really bad Santa suit was how I envisioned the story when I read it. But now as I'm reading it out loud, it actually is quite sad that this woman broke all these rules to try to get her brother free. And then she got manhandled. She was surprisingly strong. It took five men to get her out. She did get arrested. She did get bailed out. Of course, this was in 2004, so I don't know what happened afterwards. Hopefully, her and her brother are out doing fine. Man, that story (laughs) was not a fun story either. Yeah, I just imagined it more like a bad Santa suit, and then I realized all of the cultural and uh, sexual and religious implications in that otherwise a slipping beard story. Now whenever I see a Santa with a bad beard, I'm like, I'm going to be reminded of this episode. And it's Christmas time, so that's going to happen a lot. Well, thanks for bearing with me. This was a weird episode. It was kind of off the cuff. Because I made that change in the end, but we will do the spear gun story tomorrow. I'm not trying to hype it up too much, but it is an interesting story. But again, I have no problem if you guys skip it. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. 
Have a great one, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.